0: This is the B-Team Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm sure we get away with some holding, too. We just have blue and yellow glasses when we watch the game.
1: And I wouldn't be surprised by the end of his career, you start seeing NFL looks. I mean, I, I feel like he's that good. Got him right. Look at us go. We're good at this. It only took us half the season.
0: We've hit our stride, everybody. Yep, you are witnessing your
1: world. Greatness. And this is why yes. we're, this may be our Jordan game.
0: Now, here's Ben and Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to the B team. Just getting re rolling. We have decided to fire it up for basketball season with no football this year. And we promised to do basketball. Jokes on you if you thought it was going to be last year. We're firing it up this year instead. We're just kind of, you know, able to see the future that way. We just knew we wouldn't start and get not get interrupted by football and start with basketball that way. I'm Brendan here with Ben, and we're part of the Splitting Hairs podcast, brought to you by Jack Jackrabbit Illustrated. And boy, what a game tonight against, I, against Iowa State! My goodness,
1: yeah. I was gonna say, good to be back. Um, I we just we felt like everybody missed us, and so we thought we needed to get some content out there for the people that are just yearning for it. And so Absolutely. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just got done watching the Iowa State uh, game. That was fun. It uh, we were whooping them for a while there, and then had to hang on at the end. But um, yeah, it was good to see going to going to a tough place to play and getting a solid win like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were whooping them the whole game, but um, just kind of did kind of what it seems we tend to do once in a while, get a little bit lackadaisical with the ball and kind of coast along a little bit. And they came back and it almost bit us. But when gut check time came around, and that's what I was most interested to see once we got to that point against a Power 5 team, you know, to have the gut check to hang in there and pull out the game at the end that's a really good sign for going into the rest of the season
1: for sure yeah i mean i'd like to see him take care of the ball a little more i think that's kind of a worry at this point in the season there's too many turnovers Um, especially i mean in this game we could have easily put them away if we didn't have so many turnovers we kind of let them back in the game by doing that Um, so that's certainly an area we got to clean up Um, i think Kendall will take care of that and um and it's tough. I mean, we've had a very tough schedule so far, and so to, to come away, you know, with the four games that we've had and be sitting at 2-2, two and two, um, you know, it's, it's tough to complain too much about it, but uh, definitely turnovers is an area that I think we need to improve on. Yeah, and
0: finishing around the rim, I know a lot of that has to do with the size of facing the— Power 5 teams and things like that. Uh, The Iowa State game and then the game that we're just going to pretend didn't happen are the only two I've been able to actually watch. But even listening to like the West Virginia game and everything, I understand finishing around the rim. It's a whole different story when you're facing Power 5 bigs and top 15 team bigs of West Virginia and whatnot. But it just seems to be something we're really kind of lacking right now. And it kind of seems like... Wilson's yet to really hit his stride with this season but thankfully Noah Friedel is just on fire right now
1: yeah man that that dude is on another level like I I mean he is he was good as a freshman but you can tell he's taking that next step and he is he's gonna be a problem for the semi-league uh there. I mean they're probably like thinking man here we go again like how you know, they were worried about Doug Wilson. Now they got to worry about I mean, Like they mentioned during the game tonight that, you know, Wilson was the player of the year last year, and he's got competition this year, and it's on his own team. It's right. Noah Friedel. Yeah. I mean, those two are going to be battling for seven-league player of the year all year. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, you know, you look at that, too. Um, the other really exciting thing for me is seeing how Baylor Shireman's come along and having a third real scoring option who, I mean, seems that every half – those three, Wilson, Friedel, and Shireman are all flirting with double digits or in double digits for scoring. Once half for comes sure. around and feels like we really lack that, I mean, having that third scoring option. That, I mean, since I don't know when, I mean, we go back to Dom and Jenkins. We still did not really have a third consistent scorer all the time. Unless I'm mistaken, you're the more basketball guy than I am.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, he's still developing, but you can tell he's a lot more comfortable this year. Um, a lot more, you know, willing to take some shots, you know, when not willing to create a little more too. Um, so that's nice to see. And back to Wilson, you know, he, you, you mentioned he hasn't really taken off this year yet, but he's got, 17 against West Virginia, 16 against Utah State, only nine against St. Mary's, but then 16 again tonight. So, I mean, he's quietly having pretty good games. I mean, we just expect a ton out of him because he was just a monster last year. But um, I think that once we get into summer league play, I don't know that there's a guy that can guard Douglas Wilson. He's just going to eat guys up. And especially if you got guys like Friedell and Shireman stretching the court and not being able to help on him, it's... I mean, good night. Oh, yeah,
0: and you are right there, especially if you really think about the points he's putting up. It's not like he's dropped off. I think the rest of the team, especially the Friedel, has stepped their game up with that year of experience so far that it's almost overshadowing him being what he is.
1: Yeah. Well, the nice thing, he hasn't had to be that main guy. Like last year, he had to be the main guy most of the time. And it's just now he's got – we have more options. So, you know, I mean, we still get him as touches, but he just, you know, doesn't get as many as he used to. But that's – to me, it's a good thing. It creates a lot of problems for defenses. Oh, big time. And he's also really
0: seems to handle not – carrying the load 100% really well you'd, you'd think a guy like that who comes from a season last year where he was the guy and had to be the guy might have a little bit of a harder time being unselfish passing the ball around and trying to force stuff and things like that And you really don't see him trying to force things out there on the court he's really playing within the system that we got going on with Hendo really well
1: no I agree Yeah, and then outside of those big three, you know, you got Arians is always a solid contributor. Um, It's nice to see him put him some points. I think he had 10 tonight um, around there. And, you know, he's, like I said, just always a solid guy, um, plays really good defense. And then outside of him, I'd like to see kind of our fifth guy really step up. Um, It was kind of Dentlier last year. He seems to be struggling to start the year. I'm hoping it's because he's kind of, having some tough matchups with these bigger power five guys and you know kind of having them match up well against him Uh, whereas when we get to summit league play he kind of ends up with some mismatches especially when they're trying to both if you have a summit league team they're trying to both guard guard both wilson and dentlinger it becomes a really big problem for them and dentlinger gets a lot more look so i look for him to as we get into summit league play to um, kind of get back into the into the groove of things um, and kind of be that main fifth guy. Um, but I am encouraged uh, by Easley, the new new transfer from Nebraska. He's looked really good. Um, he's kind of a your hustle guy. You know, he's uh, and a, a good defensive player and a capable offensive player. I don't think he's going to go out and score you know double digits every night, but um, he can hold his own. Um, and then you got Winget off the bench. He's always a, you know, a good option. Um, a little streaky shooting this to start the year, um, but hopefully he'll settle into that uh, role. And then besides that, Apple. Um, he's another uh, transfer from a community college. He's got a few minutes. I think we'll see him as we get into Summit League play. and We're able to give some of our starters a little more rest. I think we'll see him um, start to get a lot more minutes and kind of get into the groove. Um, so yeah that's kind of a round out of the main contributors right now that I see anyway
0: yeah I really appreciate watching uh, Arians play he's done a really good job of handling the I mean he plays mostly point from what I've noticed and he does a great job of handling the pressure and facilitating the ball to people and everything and has a really cool head about him where you don't see him really panic that often when he's got the ball it's really kind of a cool deal to see (laughs) so (laughs) I'm Mrs. Ben. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but um, we're, we're professionals around here. His, his, his barmaid has shown up.
1: <laughs> I wish. She's going to have to be my barmaid in a second here.
0: You got to ask really sweetly though oh otherwise she won't do it.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, where was I? Anyways, no. I'm um, talking about
1: Arians. So Arians, but uh, the one the one thing about him is uh, he's he's kind of almost forced to play point guard a little bit cuz we don't between him and Shireman, we don't have like a true point guard. Um, and so it's it's uh it's amazing to see how how versatile those guys are and how they've really been able to step into that role for us. Right.
0: And talking about those other guys you mentioned, Apple and Easton, 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 Easton,
1: Easton,
0: Easton, Wow, terrible, ooh, this man, (laughs) anyways, the mouth words are, it's the first episode in a while, guys, I'll I'll get in the swing, Um, but it's, uh, you know, Winget and all those guys getting into the swing of things, odds are at some point in the season with COVID and everything flying around, we're going to, we're going to want to have those guys have minutes sooner than later so that they're not just getting thrown in. So, seeing those guys at least holding their own and contributing when they are out on the floor is a good sign. And I think speaks to some of the depth that Hendo's brought built up like right away. I and mean, he's only been here for his sure. second year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, Mims is another guy that I, that was the right. last one that I was trying to think of that I didn't mention. Um, he's kind of a true point guard that I hope. To see him kind of keep developing um, as we get into Summer League play. I think by the end of the year, he can kind of be a, a good, you know, maybe seventh or eighth man there um, and come in and give us a spark off the bench. Um, and then hopefully, I'm hoping that William M'Fum, I think mm-hmm. that's how you say his last name, I think so. Uh, that guy can jump out of the gym and I He's only got a couple minutes this year yet, and so I can't judge anything on him yet. I'm hoping that we'll get in some games and he'll get some breakaways and we'll see some highlights out of him because that guy is an amazing athlete. So looking forward to seeing that.
0: You're just in it for the the dunk contest highlights.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, yeah, speaking to the depth, you know, uh, uh, getting – Getting two quality transfers like we did, um, from one from Nebraska, one from community college, you know, I, it's Hendo's just done a great job at building depth and bringing in solid recruits. And um, yeah, the transition from Otts to Hendo has just been, I mean, better than we could have ever imagined. You know, it, it when they. When they made the transition and they, they picked an internal guy you kind of thought geez could we have gone out you know and got a higher profile guy or whatever but man i'm glad they did what they did because he's just ran with it and they're just doing such a good job
0: he's done a phenomenal job and just i mean i didn't get to watch the west virginia highlights or any or the game But watching some of the highlights of that game and thinking back to past uh, NCAA tournament games where you're playing teams of that caliber, I don't remember seeing our offense work like that it's where it was so fluid it didn't seem like we were getting pushed out that far by the defenders the guys were cutting through so fast and it was getting the defenders out of position when they moved the ball around instead of just passing it around the key it seemed to it it was just something I don't remember seeing very often where the offense was run that well by the players and was that good of an offense to get guys good looks shooting from the perimeter or inside or anywhere
1: no doubt. That's one thing I love about watching these guys is they they play a fun brand of basketball to watch. It's not like stupid North Dakota State where they're running the three-man oh. weave at the top and they're waiting until the end of the shot clock to shoot the ball. These guys are passing the ball. They don't it doesn't stick to their hands. They they get it in and out. They get great looks when they throw it in and and send it back out to the three point line. Um, I, I just, I really enjoy watching these guys play basketball, and I love the brand brand of basketball they're playing.
0: And the and the passes always seem to have a purpose. They're not just passing the ball to pass the ball there's always a purpose behind that pass whether it's three passes down the road that it ends up opening up but it's it's you're right it's so much fun to watch when they get into half court where like when we had odds it almost felt like we'd get into half court and (laughs) we were in trouble and just waiting for Jenkins to chuck up a bomb or Dom to bail us out like those were the options watching that sort of basketball. So this is really a fun thing to have and is going to be a... I mean, if we're able to do that sort of stuff to West Virginia, who hangs their hat on defense and is a nationally ranked team, I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what they do up in Fargo here. I mean, I'll have to watch it on TV, of course, but I am very excited for that.
1: Yeah. Well, we actually... So the, the first time we play in DSU... We play them at the oh, Pentagon.
0: That's right. We got
1: the the Dakota showcase coming up. So that's kind of a fun deal. But then, yeah, they do have two uh, two games up in Fargo late in the season. So what do you think of the, the summit that they're scheduling this year? Yeah, so I guess uh, for people that don't know, um, the way they do to COVID, they ended up scheduling Summit League play where they're playing Friday, Saturday night, back-to-back, and the team is traveling to a place and they're playing both games at that place. And so, you know, for example, our first conference game is against Western Illinois. We play Western Illinois at Brookings Friday and Saturday night. And then we don't play them again for the rest of the rest of the season. So, and that's, that's the way we do the whole thing. Um, You know, half half of the games are home and half of them are away, but you don't get your, you know, alternate home and away games against your normal team. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it. it's a interesting way to do it. I haven't looked. Do you know if, if the, the bigger conferences are doing it this way? Uh, I think every conference
0: has kind of their own secret sauce to their schedule this year, but I haven't looked that close. But I do know what they did for the Dakota schools is they flip like because all the Dakota schools have two – rivals even though we know the the usd and und don't have two rivals they have each other and then they have people who beat up on them so <laughs> um they split those so like for us for us at sdsu we get the usd games at home and we have to play at ndsu and i believe if i correct me if i'm wrong it's a men's women's doubleheader or women's men's doubleheader, and they all travel up at the same time I think is how they do that. Is was the plan? Maybe I'm wrong on that.
1: I will. You are correct. Woo. Yeah, it is a men's women's doubleheader. So the like the Friday that January eighth and 9th, Friday Saturday, the the women play at five o'clock and the men play at seven thirty. So yeah, they're right. traveling traveling together. So I mean, yeah, I, I can see. Uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, there's definitely some cost savings. Right, I think you're you're making less trips um, and in a year where we may not have fans at all or at a minimum reduced fans and you're not going to get as much revenue, I think right. that's probably a good consideration. And then also I assume it has to do with you know COVID related stuff and being able to control that a little bit better. Right. Do you think –
0: this would be a question for the coaches, I suppose. But, you know, with all the NFL and they lost all their quarterbacks in that one position group, so you're traveling, you probably don't want your women's and men's team all on the same bus, and you probably don't want your whole men's team on the same bus. So do you think they split the squads? Is that something you'd consider where you'd take half your men's team, put them on a bus, half the women's team, put them on that bus as well, and then
1: the other halves on another bus? Do you think that would help – at all, I don't think so. I think I mean the like for example. I mean the men's team is practicing with each other every day. So I, I mean right. if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a COVID outbreak, you're gonna have a COVID outbreak. Um, right. I, I wouldn't intermingle the two just in case you, know, you had Re-infect you had one. Both. You wouldn't want to affect both teams. But right. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, I, I'm sure it's gonna happen. I it's it's bound to happen. You saw it happen with. Uh, Wichita State tried to come play in the the Sanford Pentagon tournament and they had to go home because right. they had a couple of guys test positive when they got here. So I would not be surprised, uh, which I never heard the story on that. Did they not test before they got on the plane? <laughs>
0: I think Wichita State had bigger issues than COVID with their coach that some things might have fell through the cracks is my guess. I didn't hear the story, (laughs) but I heard the stories about their coach and that was messed up, but I did not hear anything on the testing.
1: Hmm. Anyway, that was an interest, interesting story, but no, it should be an interesting conference season. Um, let's speaking of the Pentagon tournament. Let's, let's shift to that. You mentioned the West Virginia game earlier. Yep. That was our first, first game that we had at the Pentagon to start off the season, which is very tough. I mean, I think they're ranked like at the time, they were ranked 12. I think they're ranked 11 now uh, to start off with that team like that. It's just a very difficult, difficult task, and for us to play as well as we did, um, it was—I was really, really impressed.
0: coming from a small mid-major, it's not like we were coming out of the Missouri Valley as the top Missouri Valley team, which we can make the argument there as for top and everything like that. But generally speaking, opening up a that high of a high of a power team whereas it seems some Missouri Valley teams will get more of those games or whatever confidence you want. I'm not trying to make it into that. That's a, that was a big test that we might have lost. Yeah, we lost the game, and you never want to take a moral victory, and I'm sure the team didn't. But I think in a way, though, that is a test that is passed by the team as well at the same time, especially looking forward, not counting eggs before they're hatched, but if you get to the tournament, you've seen that and you know you've performed well and especially a mid-major team by the end of the year I feel we're going to be a lot better than we are right now.
1: No I agree we're only going to improve throughout the season I mean we got to keep in mind I mean yeah we got a lot of guys back but we're still a fairly young team Um, you know Friedel and Shireman are both still sophomores so um, yeah just uh, to start out like that and I mean we we gave them all they could could ask for i mean they Mm -hmm. it seemed like they in the second half it seemed like they they knew that they could turn it on when they wanted to but we made them turn it on multiple times because we got close um and so yeah i mean and especially i mean that's a quality team it's not that wasn't a fake number 12 ranking they they took gonzaga to the wire tonight and gonzaga is by far and away the best team in the country right now so yeah i mean there's uh no doubt that that uh you know assuming we can make our way through the summer league and get to the tournament that was definitely a good sign to play that well against a quality opponent like that who very well could end up a top 2 or 3 seed in the tournament right and then
0: yeah and then who would we play in the second round the fighting craig smiths i ah, yes, of the fighting utah craig State. smiths and <laughs> we we were
1: just hot from 3 and beat the hell out of them oh my god it was it was so fun that was thanksgiving night i was just you know stuffed with turkey to the gills and just as happy as could be it uh yeah i mean i'm sure he thought his return to south dakota would be a lot more friendly but man Mm. they shot the lights out that night and it was so fun to watch
0: yeah, I wish I could have watched. I had Thanksgiving <laughs> responsibilities that the wife did not allow me to get out of. So I was trying to watch <laughs> on my phone and then we were doing stuff and nieces and, and it was a mess. So, yeah, I didn't get to really watch that
1: one, but I tried to keep up with the box score. And... For sure. And I mean, it, I would, I'd recommend going back and watching it because that was, uh, and for anybody that didn't get a chance to watch it, it's the replay is on ESPN. Um, you can go find it and watch it And that game that really gives you an idea of how good we are and can be this season. I mean, I think we shot better than normal that game, but it definitely showed you our true potential in that game. And then after that, we struggled with St. Mary's. I think that was a, a combination of things. It was a tough matchup for us. One, um, I think their, their strengths matched up really, really well with ours. Um, As far as them playing defense against us, and I think you know we had some very a very difficult game against West Virginia, and then another, you know, uh, I guess called strenuous game against Utah State. Having those back to back nights, and then having to try to play St. Mary's on the third night, it it gets pretty tough. So I don't want to make excuses, but I think you you could tell that they were they were gassed for sure.
0: Well, and for me at least, with my not fully trained basketball eye if i look at a game where you shoot wildly out of your percentages even at the free throw line that's just a throwaway game at that point especially this early in the season i mean starting out watching that game listening to the game we started out like all for or what was it one for nine at the free throw line and then went something like 0 for seven from the field, and you're playing a good a, opponent. That's uh, I'm sure there's things that coach looks back on and he fixes with the team and whatnot. But for me as a as an observer and a fan, you just kind of throw that one away because it's just when you're shooting that far off, it's not just the other team is what I feel. But maybe I'm completely wrong on that.
1: No, I agree. I mean, they shot 16% from three and 36% from the floor, which is just atrocious. So, yeah, I mean, I you can't look into that one too much. That's just a bad shooting night. And again, I think they were gassed. They were they didn't have their legs underneath them and just wasn't, wasn't happening that night. Right. Eventually, we kind of woke up, but... The- was
0: just to keep the game even at
1: that point. That really didn't, for sure. Yep. <laughs> it didn't help that and then we had a little, a little nice break, and then go down to Iowa State and ruin their night. So, yeah, that's the. It's been our schedule so far, two and two. Uh, if you look at you know who we've played so far, I think we we should be happy with it. Oh, for sure.
0: I know. I'm extremely happy with the Iowa State thing because the company I work for. It has a bunch of Iowa State alumni in it, and they do all sorts of work <laughs> for Iowa State, and they have Iowa State crap all over the office down there. So I'm going to be firing out some emails tomorrow
1: morning. <laughs> I like it. And then we got uh, a daybreak, and then on Friday we play at Bradley, which again is on uh, the ESPN app. So if you if you have that, get on there and check these guys out. Um, And then the following week, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we've got the Dakota showcase in Sioux Falls. And I haven't heard yet. I actually, when they released the tickets, I got, a couple of tickets for it but then they oh. took them took them down right away and it was right about the time when they were kind of canceling fans for this first tournament and so my guess is there won't be fans allowed for this i'm hoping that they allow some maybe a third capacity or something like that because i'd really like to go see them but we'll see yeah that's
0: one of those things that's out of your control but i don't know we'll see Heading into right. that, I mean, that's basically the start of the conference schedule. Once once we hit that, because yeah. so we don't those... have any other out of conference games.
1: No, the interesting thing is those are technically out of conference games; uh, like they right. won't count towards the conference standings. Uh, but yeah, after that, so the USD games on December twelfth—that's the last one until January eighth which is our start of conference play. And I think I heard on the broadcast tonight, um, they said they were talking to Hendo and he's like, it's like, yeah, I'll mention on the broadcast. If anybody wants to play us, let us know. Cause we got some open dates in December. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I mean, it's that kind of year where you may end up with a team or two wanting to pick up a non-conference game and you could see, you could see a, a game or two pop up on the schedule in, in December.
0: Well, hey, maybe that's why we let them back into the game at the end because it's harder probably to get non-conference opponents to bring in if you go and beat Iowa State by twenty <laughs> at their place. You know, no Power Five wants to be embarrassed like that. So, hey guys, we'll just we'll just beat you by five. Come, just give us a
1: call. We're good guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how, it.
0: What do you know about Bradley?
1: Not a whole lot, to be honest. They're, uh, I mean, I, in the past, they've been a, a solid basketball school. You know, every once in a while they pop into the tournament. Um, I was just going to check out their record real quick. But to summarize, I don't know much. They're 3-1 and one right now. Let's see. Who have they beat? Uh, Trash College. Oh, they played to Z- Xavier within one, you know, Oakland okay. and Toledo. So, yeah, I think it'll be a, a, a. I think it's seen as a quality non-conference game, um, and so it'll be another test. I think similar to what Iowa State was tonight. Is, it would be my guess. Uh, so hopefully, we can go go play well there and go three and two in the in the early non-conference games. That would be a hell of a way to start the season. Then if you tell
0: anybody we were playing the playing the lineup, we were playing of teams at the start of the season, we'd come out three and two and would have been within four points of the number 12 team with a minute and a half left. I think everybody'd be pretty happy with that going into summit league teams.
1: No doubt. I would agree. The rest of the summit league hasn't been faring as well. Um, I don't want to again. Don't want to put the cart before the horse or anything, but it, it, I mean, you look at the preseason poll. It, it is what it is for a reason. We were picked heavily to win the summit, which man the media loves that. They're like I think they mentioned like ten times a game on all these games we played so far. Oh, yeah. They're like number one team to pick to win the summit. But well, that's because we're a mid major
0: playing these power conference teams or and or well-known teams at least and if you're going out and taking it to them they want their fans to know that oh it's not just any summer league team this is the really good this is the good one guys don't be so mad right. <laughs> that, that's what i get that's the feel i get out of that like yeah, I,
1: I can see that. That's for sure.
0: I think in this Iowa State broadcast, they said that they had 20 wins last year for the last three years approximately 20 times. Oh, yeah. I think they said it for each win in those yeah. three seasons. Yeah, we shouldn't feel
1: bad about losing to these guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's okay it's no no it's all right it's okay we're definitely the home team broadcast don't feel bad about it <laughs> I mean but they no, should the... feel bad about it they should feel bad that their fans are dumb but they, not, not losing buzz
1: <laughs> yeah speaking of dumb fans uh, at the bottom of the semi-league standing wow. right now uh, USD oh, and NDSU wow.
0: super heavy shade oh my god <laughs> Oh my God! This is that shade was Alaska for the next thirty days. Oh my God!
1: (laughs) But so to give to give them some credit, they have had a tough schedule. uh, Somewhat, I mean at USD they've played Colorado, Drake, and Nebraska, which uh, 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 honestly probably. Those three are probably similar to the Iowa State team we played tonight, but not not as much of quality as the other three that we played earlier. Um, NDSU has also had a pretty quality schedule so far. They've got Creighton, Nebraska, and Nevada on their schedule that they've lost to. They got whooped by Nebraska, though, and Nebraska's not that good. So, I don't know. We'll see it all. It seems like Summit League play can get kind of interesting at times and you never know what's going to happen, but I – I feel pretty confident about heading into summer league play that uh, we're strongly the the number one number one seed and and the, the heavy favorite.
0: Well can who are the three people who gave NDSU first place folks? That's a good question. You, if you're one of those three people and you're listening to this, I'm sure they are, raise your hand and give me one good goddamn reason because they <laughs> They lost everybody who mattered from that team last year. Yeah. Like everyone who made an impact for that team last year, they're gone. We brought everything back. We shared the conference title. We lost one guy. They lost all the guys. And you're voting them for, not that I think SDSU deserves all the first place votes, but why NDSU? Why not Oral Roberts, who got second in the poll, gets zero, but NDSU at third gets three and i'm i didn't look at the points or anything but i'm guessing if they don't have those three they might have been fourth in the conference for the picks so i don't
1: i don't get it not sure Probably Matt Zimmer just because, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he doesn't listen to us. You can say that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Wait till the tweet tomorrow. I do listen. Oh, I hit my mic. (laughs) Uh, I do listen to you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, uh, that'd be funny. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, One of the interesting things this year is UMKC is back. And so we'll be right. they're they're back in the in the summit league they're back on the schedule so we don't play them until the end of the last two games of the year but um, I think they're they used to be kind of bottom dwellers in the summit league I think they have a little more quality now um, so it'll be interesting to to see how they fare coming back into the league
0: well and they come from the whack right yeah coming back and they weren't particularly good in the whack. And nope. the whack isn't particularly good compared to the summit. So if the dots connect and air <laughs> over my head, I don't think that equates to them being super good. They have one game that sort of looks good that they've played so far where they took Kansas State to the wire, but I don't know how good Kansas State is, other than the fact that they like Kansas State and you just assume a Big 12 program is pretty good.
1: I think Kansas State's down a bit so I wouldn't read into that one too much. If you also didn't read into it too much, you'd see that they scored 138 points against the team, which is fantastic. Well, if you read into it a little more, you would see that, that team they gave up 130, 138 to UMKC, but they've also given up 177 tonight they did and 100 that was tonight. Yep. 173 the game before, and then 174 their first game of the year. So UMKC only scored 138 <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> they-
0: <laughs> That's the most breathtaking line for points given up. Yeah, what are so they setting? Uh, You're the better. What are they setting these over unders at?
1: Well, they're a they're a Division three team. They oh, usually they yeah. usually don't have lines for that. I I don't. I doubt they do. But it, yeah, so they're a Division three. It's the Greenville Panthers. I don't know where they're from. Maybe in North Carolina. Maybe is that Greenville? I think it's UNC Greenville. Are you sure they're a D three team? I am very very positive. I just saw it tonight. Greenville Panthers confirming. Yeah, they're barely even on the internet.
0: Well, it's, it's not UNC Greenville. Internet. I think oh. I think
1: UNC Greenville is a different one. This is Greenville okay. University, and this, oh, is, okay. in, right. this right. is in right. Illinois.
0: See, I was thinking UNC Greenville. I'm like, I, that is a I was school. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, this one's in Illinois. So anyway, they're... Uh, yeah. The, the brand of ba- if you have a chance to watch one of their games, though, watch it because it's it's the most atrocious brand of basketball you've ever seen. It's they cherry pick, they they press hundred percent of the time, and they they essentially like they play two guys in one half the court and three guys in the other half, and they just they cherry pick, they let they give up on contested layups and then they throw it down the court and let their guys jack up a three quick. They get up as many threes as possible. I think. I I'd have to confirm that there was the amount of threes that they jacked up in one game <laughs> they was pr- they press what
0: what you're saying is they stand down there because you're not putting up 170 points against a good press, that's for damn sure.
1: No. Yeah, it's it's unreal. It, well, that's the thing is they st- they score 100 points but they're giving up right. 170 points. So it's I don't know, it's it's an odd way to play basketball. I don't I don't know how you can confidently just keep doing that over and over again and think I mean maybe I don't know, maybe when they get to D3 play it it turns out to work for them but right man when they're when they're playing these D1 teams they look silly.
0: They are playing up 3 up a couple weight classes there so right. who knows I feel like that was TJ Otzelberger's strategy a little bit
1: sometimes you know maybe they've watched a little (laughs) TJ ball
0: (laughs) speaking of which did you see I only saw their stats of their game one of their games and Jenkins not wishing ill on the guy on Jenkins Mm. at all but he had like four points and they and that was off of like three of twelve shooting or something like that, or worse, like three of fifteen shooting, and they got creamed by nobody that spectacular.
1: Yeah, their their team is not, not real good. Um, Caleb Grill, the guy that was committed to SDSU, the decommitted when Ots went uh, left us. Um, He is actually a really good player and probably the high highlight of their team. But um, you know, outside of that, they don't have much. So that's too bad to see him do poorly when he left us high and dry. But yeah, that's a a
0: shame. (laughs) That's a shame. Hate
1: to see it. Yeah. What if I close
0: my eyes? Hmm. (laughs) That's awful.
1: What about uh, Jack's women's basketball, though? They've been tearing it up. Yes. They have. Absolutely
0: tearing it up. Laid the wood to Iowa State, who was 15 at the time. Also, the lead of our Iowa State sweep for the basketball season, which is pretty cool. That's fun. True.
1: Suck it, Iowa um, State.
0: Yeah, suck it, Cyclones. <laughs> but Then... uh then they went and they played uh, – who would they play? Creighton. They played yeah, Creighton. Yeah, whooped and up on them. They whooped up on them. And what, they went by 20 points or so, something like that. Yep. It really laid into them. My wife's getting irritated because she, she likes football. She's not a basketball fan as much. So I've been watching a lot of basketball <laughs> since we were talking about doing this podcast. And she's like, I don't like that you're doing the basketball one. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, well, fine i'll go watch in the basement then in my cave Now <laughs> well, the women are tearing it up and yeah the only real competition in the summit is going to be usd and they I have to say it they look good mm-hmm. yeah they look good
1: but, yeah, they I were mean, in that, that Pentagon tournament, the bad boy mowers women's version. And, uh, yeah, they took number one South Carolina to the wire. That was impressive.
0: That's crazy impressive because the game before, I caught a clip of an interview on something with their coach. And the game before, South Carolina had 73 rebounds. 73 rebounds. <laughs> That's insane, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the that's a disparity of talent in Division One women's basketball, too. I mean, there's a reason UConn won forever. You know, there's really that top-end talent is so ridiculous compared to the rest. So to mm-hmm. hang with them like they did, they're going to be the real deal. And hopefully, um, I mean, obviously we want to take them out, but getting another win against Gonzaga, another ranked team, coming up here because we were just outside the top 25 as of this week. Somehow DePaul was ranked ahead of us after they lost to Texas or somebody who was lowly ranked. (laughs) It was, it was, they lost like the 19 team. We beat the 15 team. They were ranked 18th. We were 26 technically, but in the other receiving vote category, we were the first team that makes sense. You know, to my voting mind, let's reward the loss to a worse team. But whatever, you know, I'm not I'm not petty about it. I just, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. And, you know, some people eat crayons when they fill out their ballots, I guess. But um, so they look really, really good, though.
1: Yeah. How about their non non conference slate with Iowa State, Creighton, and Gonzaga all coming to Brookings to start the year? That is breathtakingly awesome,
0: and of course, it's the year we. Can't have people there. I, I know. There, nobody gets a home slate that good unless you're Duke and want it.
1: Nobody does. Yeah.
0: it's insane.
1: Yeah, that's uh, and then they. I mean, they finish out the or they, their next few non-conference will obviously Gonzaga and then Kansas State, Northern Iowa, and Drake. So I mean, they're playing. You know, the really really quality teams. It's just yeah, impressive what they can do.
0: And it's kind of one of those things, though, being in the summit. It's kind of the reverse, like when we talk about FCS football. the Missouri Valley, you don't have to schedule that tough out-of-conference because you're going to get tested all year and be ready for the playoffs, where in the summit, it's us and USD, and then everybody else is terrible. Mm Mm-hmm in general like once in yeah, a while you like a western illinois pop-up or or roberts but generally speaking everybody else is terrible they might have something in the coach up here at ndsu but that team was so bad they're probably five six years away from being serious and anything so you got to challenge yourself out of conference to get yourself prepared for that and Coach AJ has done a phenomenal job with Justin Sell. If Justin Sell's involved in that, I don't know how the basketball scheduling works in finding games like this. And not only finding games like this, but getting them at home is incredible.
1: No, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, getting a quality win in women's summer league basketball is far and few between. So, yeah, you definitely got to get your quality wins in out of conference there.
0: Besides playing USD, and obviously both of us have done well enough out of conference to garner the respect for an at-large before, which is pretty impressive for a mid-major with really only two good teams. So Mm -hmm. hope you hope that trend continues in case we slip up against them, you know, as a safety blanket. But really just beat them and let them stay home would be better.
1: (laughs) I like it. Well, with that. I think uh, we've kind of covered everything we were looking to cover here. Um, I think we'll try to do one maybe after the Dakota Showcase, after we get those those games in. Sure. Yeah, kind of recap we'll, we'll recap the non-conference schedule and see where we're at at that point. And uh guess if you guys like it, let us know, and we'll do more of them. I'm disappointed you shaved the stash that was a long time ago i know but it's
0: a still sad day for america i haven't been able to say it to you you know since uh,
1: well we did have the tailgate that we were at yeah you know with the hair razors there confirmed you were still bad like really bad at beanbags so that was fun you're
0: a goddamn sleeper agent and should be on the tour
1: oh i'm just really
0: good i'm not yeah probably I'll take I'm, that. I'm mediocre at least, but I didn't know I was phasing a soft, <laughs> slow-pitch softball pitcher who just, that's what he does all summer is throw something down into one spot on the ground. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hose doesn't bring it up until he whoops me for two games, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'll bring a pong table out next time and take you out. That's fine.
1: I'm sure. Then I'll tell you I, I play basketball and you'll be mad about that too. No, I won't be mad about that because I won't lose that. <laughs> we'll see.
0: I've never irrationally confident for no reason. <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. It was good to good to finally be back in the saddle here with you. Looking forward to doing the rest of the season here, and hopefully we get through the whole damn season.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's gone fairly uh, about as well as you could have met or asked for and imagine in a year like this, um, not having any significant games canceled yet. So, yeah, let's hope for the best.
0: You know what? You almost made it the whole podcast without me saying anything. But how about your Vikings, bud? How about them? How are you feeling? I think, are you okay? All
1: I think that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't. I didn't sign up to talk about this.
0: This is this is not part of the contract.
1: Mm-mm. All
0: right. Well, I mean, we don't have to if it's too, uh, you know, if you choked out on it or anything.
1: You know, it's a COVID year. It doesn't count anyway. So <laughs> it's not a real year. It's not a real season. <laughs> then I guess you should not get real draft picks next year. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to be just good enough to not get a good draft pick. That's how good we're going to be.
0: I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to miss the playoffs by a spot unless they
1: Mm -hmm. have an eighth playoff
0: spot. And that's how the season will end because you guys will probably win next week and then you'll lose to Tampa Bay and then you'll drop one more of the last two because that's what you guys do and you'll Mm -hmm. end up like a game or two below 500 and not make it.
1: Yep, that sounds about right. And your Packers will go nowhere in the playoffs, like always. And yeah, we haven't done be the NFC Championship
0: game like a pile of times.
1: I'm just saying. And, and even if and, even I, if you even if you limp into the Super Bowl, you're not winning it. Like the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. It's that's what everybody said about that. You know, they're very reminiscent
0: of the Patriots of the year of 18 and dope against the mm-hmm. Giants. They're very reminiscent of that. So you
1: never know, man. You just got to get we'll there. We'll see. We will see. We will see. I'm, I'm focused on Jack Evanman's men's basketball. I don't even <laughs> That's I right. Think. I mean, I don't you have, have, I don't have God a God Packers podcast.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry it was, about it anymore. Man, without Jack's football and having to watch the start of the Vikings football season, it was like, miserable
0: does that mean i'm not gonna get any more uh trash talk texts on sundays
1: or no that that will always (laughs) and forever continue i'm gonna have to keep bringing it up that's just the way it goes (laughs) that's all right i can i dish it out i can take it back
0: i I hope you're uh making money off them at least
1: um no no
0: well that's Mm. a shame
1: we're gonna have to figure out a way to get
0: the betting lines into this thing here
1: we will, because I think that's um, what
0: people really listen for.
1: Yeah, it's a little more tough with basketball because you don't, you know, with football they come out with them way ahead of time. Right. Basketball, they're more like day ahead. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll implement it into Twitter somehow. Yeah, put it out That'd on, on your little... Twitter,
0: and then I'll make picks. Mm-hmm. People can judge us from there. Oh, I don't know if I like that. I can't go back on anything that way
1: yeah well, plus I don't I mean to have your like terrible pick record public on Twitter is gonna be super embarrassing too. So I, f- I feel like it's fairly public already. I, I hear
0: about it. On occasion, it it does happen. Yeah,
1: it's that it's that bad. People talk (laughs) about it. It's breathtaking. It really is. (laughs) I don't
0: think because you'd have to be good to pick as bad as I do. Because the only way to pick that many wrong would actually be know how to pick them right. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's a warning for you next year. Is that I was just you know slow playing you, come spring.
1: That's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see he how is. it plays out for him. And you got sport betting in South Dakota. You suck. Well, Deadwood.
0: Are they not going to be able to make it on casinos like, uh, or like the casinos in Iowa do, and do
1: an app? Not, not right now. Uh, not to start. We'll see. Boo. All
0: right. Well, I think we're out of stuff to say.
1: Yeah. It's been fun.
0: It's been real. It's been fun. I don't know if it's been real fun. No. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hit us up on Twitter um, mm-hmm. at it's thumper seventy six or some variant and of that. that? Nice you had the logo in the in the picture.
1: At Cap'n Hard.
0: <laughs> there's random capital letters in his, but don't freak out. It'll be all right.
1: That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe anyway. that's
0: mine. I don't remember. It's late.
1: All right. Well. Go big, go blue.
0: <laughs> go Jacks. This has been the B-Team Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe as well as follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. Don't have your hopes too high. We're going to give her our A-effort, but we are the B team. average that out. I'm not sure on the math words. There's, you throw letters in with math, and I don't like it. Now here's Ben and Brandon. 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 Now here's Ben and Brandon. Here's Bren. <laughs> <laughs> Bren, Bren. Bren and Bren Bren. <laughs>